presented by Pharma. Hey, what's up, playbookers and Rogan of Allen? It's Thursday. Democrats might control the Senate, but today's show why they actually don't really control the Senate. It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Just this week alone, COVID relief was cut from the Ukraine aid bill and national law to codify abortion protections. Should the Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade came nowhere close to the 60 votes needed to advance it. And the 50 votes it would take to nuke the filibuster and pass the abortion rights law are also unavailable to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. And if there are serious negotiations underway to pass a Build Back Better 2.0 in advance of the midterms, they, well, are a well-kept secret. As Politico's Burgess Everett writes in today's playbook this morning, quote, Every day, it seems, brings another reminder of the severe limitations of Democrats' illusory majority in a 50-50 Senate. More from Burgess, quote, Democrats have had great success confirming President Joe Biden's nominees, punctuated this week by installing a new FTC commissioner who gave Democrats the majority and the first black woman on the Federal Reserve Board. But... On a day-to-day basis, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer's job is an excruciating grind based on whether any of his members have COVID, if Republicans are feeling cooperative, and where a handful of Democrats stand. And sometimes, Schumer's tactics expose his own party's divisions, like when Senator Joe Manchin and Senator Kirsten Sinema voted down an effort to gut the filibuster for elections reform, or during Wednesday's abortion vote, Manchin pleaded with his colleagues at a private party lunch on Tuesday to consider a narrower abortion rights bill than the expansive measure that failed. Senator Elizabeth Warren had this to say, quote, It's hard. We have the responsibility of being in the majority without being able to count on all of the votes in our column. And that's tough. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse put it bluntly, quote, It's a majority that comes and goes, sort of like the tide. The NRSC is putting up $53 million in ad reservations for battleground Senate races. It's a whopping $20 million more than the DSCC's early investments so far, Politico's Natalie Allison reports this morning. It's a, quote, aggressive strategy to hit Dems and boost Republicans earlier than ever before. The ads start on Friday in Arizona and North Carolina. The three states with the biggest ad buys, 9.5 million in Georgia, 9 million in Wisconsin, and 9 million in New Hampshire. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 5.30 p.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will host the leaders of the ASEAN countries, that is, the Association of Southeast Asian Countries, and the ASEAN Secretary General on the South Lawn, including a family photo, to kick off the U.S. ASEAN Special Summit. A dinner will follow at 6 p.m. in the state dining room. Michael Scheer from The New York Times has the breakdown, quote, Biden plans to host the leaders of the Southeast Asian nations at the White House on Thursday and Friday, delivering a message of solidarity and aiming to provide a bulwark against Chinese influence in the region, even as much of his administration remains focused on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The goal, quote, the two-day summit is also part of an effort by Mr. Biden's foreign policy team to highlight one of the president's primary goals, assembling a united front against China as it increasingly demonstrates its economic and military might around the world. And coming later this month, per the AP, a trip that will also have a large China focus. Quote, the special summit in Washington comes before Biden departs next week for a whirlwind visit to South Korea and Japan, his first visit to Asia as president, for talks with those two countries' leaders. He'll also meet during the trip with leaders from the Indo-Pacific Strategic Alliance with the U.S., known as the Quad, Australia, India, and Japan. 
Press Secretary Jinsaki will brief at 2.30 p.m. The House will meet at 10 a.m. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo will testify before an Appropriations Subcommittee at 9.30. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will testify before the Financial Services Committee at 10 a.m. Speaker Nancy Pelosi will hold her weekly press conference at 10.45. The Senate is in today. HUD Secretary Marsha Fudge will testify before an Appropriations Subcommittee at 9.30. A conference subcommittee will meet at 10 a.m. to try and iron out the chamber's differences on the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. It's an end of an era. The $375 million sale of D.C.'s Trump Hotel to a group of investors who will turn it into a Waldorf Astoria wrapped up Wednesday, which Eric Lipton from The New York Times notes, quote, formally ended the Trump family's business presence in Washington. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good Thursday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. We need to make the cost of medicine more predictable and affordable. Government price setting is the wrong way. The right way means covering more medicines from day one, making out-of-pocket costs more predictable, and sharing negotiated savings with patients at the pharmacy counter. More at pharma.org slash betterway.